Pam and Jen here for the pilot episode of Caffeinated Innovation. On this episode, we interviewed Ellen Saxon, co-founder and CEO at GoJaneGo, a company working to disrupt the current male-dominated business travel culture by building a community of women business travel experts all over the globe. We also have Jeff McDaniel in EIR Innovation Works to talk about the life cycle of GoJaneGo from its start in IW Accelerator Program, Alpha Lab, and its growth at the IWC Fund. Let's take a listen. So thanks for coming in. Um, I guess how we want to start is, Alan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and go into the story of GoJaneGo? Sure. So GoJaneGo is the product of me and um, the founder, Kate Nichols, who is actually also my sister. Um, it was her idea. And um, it was born out of a situation we both found ourselves in. We were both traveling for business. And as sisters are often wont to do, we called each other up. I was in Piscataway, New Jersey, and she was in Chicago. It was rather late. And we had been working all day and in transit all day. And, um, you know, and I said, I want to go get something to eat. But, it, you know, I looked at the hotel bar and it's all these dudes in suits. And Piscataway is not really a place you can walk around. So, I, you know, I just said, so I'm going to be eating my granola bar as, as per the usual. And Kate said, I really wanted to go for a run. You know, my, fl- my flight was late, but it's really dark. And uh, my company booked not the hotel I wanted, but the other one, which is not in a neighborhood that I know. So I'm, I'm just going to stay in, too. We both started laughing about that. And then Kate said, man, I wish there was something we could do about that. And then we said, well, maybe there is. And, um, and so at the time, I was with Colgate Palmolive, and um, she was with L'Oreal. We both have... Um, consumer packaged goods backgrounds, and um, I was also in the semiconductor industry for almost 10 years where I was working with companies who were developing uh, technology for micro and nanotechnology. So I did a lot of global travel, and Kate uh, did a lot of domestic travel. Just this past year, she put on, uh, I think, 250,000 miles. Um, Yeah, she's a real road warrior. So we just started talking to other women who travel for business to find out if anyone else felt that business travel kind of sucked <laughs> for, for women in ways that it doesn't necessarily for men. Um, and what we, what we found out is that a lot of women eat stale granola bars and warm cheese sticks out of their purses, um, as opposed to going down to the social spaces that um, I think perhaps we take for granted, you know, that, that men have easy access to. And we have access to it, but it's a different proposition for us. Um, to sit alone at a bar, um, we often find ourselves a target, or we just feel uncomfortable because we're outnumbered, right? Um, that and just the, the statistics that exist about women um, being the target of attacks when we're by ourselves, you know, being a third of us uh, report being sexually harassed on the road, um, and the sort of additional mental load of having to care for families, pets, husbands, partners elderly parents. And then when you have to travel for business, it just blows all of that up. So our load doubles and triples when we have to go on the road. And that has an, has an effect on our productivity, on our happiness, and in the end, on our on retention, uh, corporate retention where, where we are. So, you know, we just thought, let, let's try, let's try to do something about that. So that that's how GoJango was born. And we are uh, every day trying to figure out how we can make business travel work better for women. 
That's great. I mean, in my last job, I wish that I had had something like that, a resource, because I would travel all over the country to, you know, cities I'd never been to and places where I didn't know a soul. And to have had a dinner companion, you know, a fellow female traveler would have been so great in, you know, cities like Louisville and Lexington, Kentucky, and in Minneapolis when I was only there for a night. And yeah, I mean, I would sit in the hotel room alone, eat the chips in the bottom of my bag. (laughs) Not the healthiest either, but I did it. So, you know, Ellen, you've been working with us here at Innovation Works. Uh, you were a member, you were, or not a member, but you were part of the Alpha Lab Gear program, or Alpha Lab program, sorry. Uh, and would love for you to tell us a little bit more about your experience and what you've really learned over the last few years. So, you know, I think Alpha Lab and Innovation Works have been integral in in the success that we've had so far. I mean, we're, we're early stage, so we still have a long way to go, but, you know, if, if Alpha Lab hadn't said that they believe in us by giving us a spot in the accelerator, then I, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here. So that, that was really the catalyst for me. I quit my full-time job um, to do Go Jane Go and took that risk you know, financially and emotionally, and, and I just didn't take it. You know, my family did as well. And, um, you know, it was because Alpha Lab, you know, to some extent, Startup Weekend before that, you know, said, okay, this idea resonates and we want to help you get there. It was really the, like, we believe in you and your team and we want to help you get there. And so, you know, obviously the, 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 the grant that we get or the investment that we get from, from Innovation or from Alpha Lab at first, you know, made it possible for us to move forward on that. So I'm, you know, I'm obviously grateful for that opportunity and um, the ability to be in a cohort with other people who are experiencing the same things that we are was um, incredible. You know, from the outside looking in, when you're a member of the Alpha Lab and Innovation Works community, it adds credibility, right? There are there are hundreds of thousands of startups out there, and it seems like all of them have the next best thing. But when you have the, um, you know, the horsepower of the Alpha Lab and Innovation Works machine working with you in a positive way, it, it helps to differentiate and helps us rise to the top in terms of credibility. Um, I think you also have helped us to not make as many mistakes um, as startups make. I mean, surely we've made many and we will continue to, but um, I really feel like, you know, Jim, Janet, Alpha Lab, and now that I'm working with Jeff, you know, they ask questions that, um, you know, help us to either fail faster um, or just skip that part altogether and, you know, move on to something something else. So um, I think the number one thing that we love about being in the community is, is other entrepreneurs, right? I mean, the support network here um, is great, but it's really great out there in the open space when I can meet <clears throat> other entrepreneurs who are doing the same things that I'm doing and having the same issues, particularly the women who are parents. You know, I find a lot of solace and um, help and inspiration from other women in my demographic who are totally strung out <laughs> and and making it work just by our fingernails. Like we are just barely hanging on all the time. And when I feel like I'm about to fall off that, you know, the roller coaster, I look to the other female founders in the area um, and to you guys too, to just hang on for one more day. And if I can hang on for one more day, then I make it another day and another day, and eventually I look back and the week is over, and I and I said, you know, I've made it. So, um, you know, there's just I think you know the the financial commitment that you guys have made to us and the environment of other entrepreneurs, and just the fact that you know you believe in us has made all the difference. 
that's that's a really important message about the benefits of being a part of this community and especially being a woman in this community. Um, Jeff, I'd like to segue into your role as an EIR and then and specifically your role as an EIR for Go Jane Go. I should probably provide a little bit of EIR context um, first. What does EIR mean? That's a great question, Jen. Thank you for asking. Uh, an EIR here at Innovation Works, uh, the E is for executive, the I is for N, usually lowercase, and uh, the R is for residence. Uh, and I've been in residence here for about five years now. Um, and I work with early stage startup companies um, in, in a variety of, of areas and uh, provide uh, mentoring and uh, uh, sympathetic ear based on some of my prior experiences uh, and, uh, and and enable a number of other business resources uh, for the companies that we work with to, uh, to tap into. And so most of my days are spent working with entrepreneurs like Ellen, uh, helping them kind of navigate uh, the waters of uh, getting from um, the small startup to uh, the kind of successful enterprise that they're that they're interested in, in building. So for me, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I bring uh, some similar experiences to Ellen's. Uh, I have um, worked in a in a number of roles uh, prior to Innovation Works, where I was traveling a lot, uh, and as a African American um, young. Uh, professional traveling to uh, some places that uh, weren't necessarily um, like the the place that I've called home for for a number of years um, I too faced similar uh, challenges walking into hotel rooms um, or into hotels or these public spaces not knowing anyone and trying to figure out uh, the, the lay of the land and so I think probably one of the reasons why uh, my ears perked up the first time that I um, heard uh, Ellen talk about her startup while she was at Alpha Lab was that um, I, you know, some of her experiences resonated with me. And uh, as an executive in residence, we, uh, we get uh, an opportunity to see uh, the uh, companies that are going through Alpha Lab and Alpha Lab Gear Accelerators uh, literally from almost their first day. So um, we're always looking for uh, deal flow. Um, one of my roles as an executive in residence is that, uh, is that I help represent uh, the investments that Innovation Works makes out of its seed fund. So we're always looking for startups with that, uh, uh, with that something um, that, uh, that we might get an opportunity to, uh, to invest in. Mm -hmm. Telling me that we have that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> is, that what, is that what this is? Uh, C, yes. Um, yes, you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oui, yes. Oh, right. That was Other French. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I'm not sure that I have a full <clears throat> grasp of English. Uh, I know I don't have one of French. <laughs> I actually, uh, kidding aside, um, I, I tell a lot of our entrepreneurs that, um, that they have to learn how to speak a number of languages. Um, one of them is uh, a technical language. Mm -hmm. 
So despite the fact that many of our uh, entrepreneurs have, have, have had very successful careers and, and their fields prior to maybe starting up their, their own business, um, you know, they've acquired a, uh, you know, a certain language along the way that they need to then utilize um, for, their, uh, for their current, uh, you know, you know, for their, in their current life. Um, in mine, um, I have a background in, in energy and engineering, uh, a little bit of the law, and those are each languages. And so, you know, we're, we're focused primarily on innovation companies that have, um, you know, kind of tangible technology around them. That's a language in and itself. And so, uh, you know, Ellen, you, you, you have to be able to convey uh, to to one audience, kind of the the technical platform that you were building, and to another audience, uh, an entirely different message. Uh, so maybe you could kind of share uh, some of your own discoveries in in language. Hmm. That question was not on the original sheet. Yeah. Well, but I will I will run with that. I think you can you yes. can run with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Jeff wants to know. Show now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Look how comfortable oh, no. he's become. <laughs> I think he has a name already picked out, too. It's taken. Probably. You can't add the senior or junior to it. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a learning curve, right? And some days I feel like we've, we've reached the top, um, and other days I'm just slogging up. Um, a huge mountain so you know have, I'm not a technical I don't have a technical background and um, and so when we first built our, our you know our platform we built an app and you know that was a, a whole education in um, you know technical jargon and, and to be to be honest because we had that we did not have a lot of experience in in that area we made a lot of mistakes right um, and so now that I've been through that, um, you know, I know that next time I go to build an app, I, I definitely understand the, the questions I need to ask and, um, you know, the, the, the technical structures I need to make sure that we have in place um, to, to, to create a solution uh, for the problem that we have. You know, I think, um, you know, language, language is an interesting um, piece of all of this because you do have to be able to convey the problem and the solution. We talk about this a lot um, and it sounds like such an easy thing, but depending on, on what um, audience you're talking to, it, it's a vastly different use of, of language. So for me, you know, a lot of the investors I'm talking to are men, right? And they don't have the same kinds of perspectives on business travel that I do. Um, and so, you know, the process of educating them about all the things that I generally have to think of that maybe they don't um, is sometimes eye-opening for them. You know, I can see the light bulb going on, especially um, I had a guy a couple weeks ago and, you know, and he, he owns a business and he has lots of women that work for him. And when they go to Baltimore for client meetings and they ask, where should I go for a run? He says, just go out the door and run. And when I was telling him about my, my business and he, he said, oh my God, so what they're really asking me as the, you know, the CEO, the male CEO of a company that's 30 years older than they are is give me a safe running route because you care about my ability to stay safe and healthy doing my job for you. And he said, Jesus, I feel terrible. I really need to rethink the answer that I give these, you know, mostly young women. Um, so, you know, I felt like I had maybe, you know, used, used a little bit of language to educate him that way. 
Um, but you know how I talk about the business is different when I talk to Jeff as opposed to an investor, as opposed to my you know my girlfriends or my mother. It's all based on you know their need state, and it, I've I've had to learn that. I was terrible at it, and I'm still learning. Um, and I guess you know, as we get as we as we continue to get funding, I will hopefully get better and better at it. So. Yeah. Is that, did, I answer, did I answer your question? I think you did a fantastic job answering the question. Sure. You're just helping prove my premise, so I mean, that, that, okay. I, I appreciate that. Okay, sure. Yeah. No, I, you know, so yeah, but you, you, you point out that, uh, you know, despite, uh, you know, just staying on the language thread for a moment longer, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking English um, to, you know, three or four different uh, constituencies. Yet um, your ability to communicate what you need to communicate to them is 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 different, right? Yeah. There's a there's a different uh, dialect for, for for each one of those uh, in order for you to get your message across. You have a new content strategy. Um, I, thinking about language, it's I was just um, traveling for business in Birmingham, Alabama. I had never been to Birmingham, and I did fall into a lot of the things that. Um, you're talking about is the like, uh, should I go downstairs to the bar? The stuff that I had to think about. Um, but one thing that I did do was read a lot of the content on your website. And um, I love the personal tone and the reading it just made me feel like, oh, this is one of my girlfriends talking to me about these places or the things to do. And it was, it was just a fun, way to think about business travel. So can you talk a little bit about why you chose to move your content strategy in this way? And, 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 and actually, um, that was not original, that content was not your original plan when you walked in the door on the first day of Alpha right. Lab, was right. it? Correct. That is correct. Yeah. The original plan was uh, build the app. We, 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 did, we adopted the if you build it, they will come strategy, which has been proven even in movies to maybe not work as well as you might expect. Um, so and we, we did, we built this, um, we built the technology first and we thought, well, if it's good enough and if it's you know, engaging enough, then, then the women will come and you know, they'll, they're already traveling anyway. And, and it, as it turned out, uh, we figured out that we have to be trusted first. We have to have a track record of good content and proving that we understand the need cases. And so you know, our beta was, was fine, but women weren't using it the way that we expected them to because they, we didn't have credibility yet. And so we went back through, you know, at that point we had done over 600 interviews and we went back through the, you know, our own literature and we said, oh, what women really want is a resource. Um, and I think it's really interesting, Jen, that you, you know, were reading the content in, you know, in, in the, need, the need state basically of business travel and you know, one of the, the number one things we found is that women who travel for business are alone and lonely and isolated, but they don't want to admit that, right? You know, they'll admit it to us in focus groups, but they, they can't admit that to their bosses or their coworkers or whatever. And so we thought, well, at, at the bare minimum, let's make sure the content makes these women feel like they're not alone. So my hope is that in reading the stuff you did, you were able to see that at minimum, I felt that way because I write some of the content or Kate felt that way because she writes it. And our, you know, the, the handful of freelance writers we work with have all been there. And so we write about those experiences in the hope that we build the community. So right now we're in a community build 
And every day we add, you know, a few more users to our newsletter list and we add a couple hundred new visitors every day to the website. So the hope is that when we get to a critical mass of users, then we can relaunch a re-engineered and much more engaging version of the app that, that will actually have some credibility and the, the power of a community behind it that has already been talking to each other. So it's, you know, the, the foundation will already be there. So that's, that's, that's why we're using content now to show definitively we've been there, we know what it feels like, this is what it does to you, and this is why it sucks, and you're not alone. Um, and so that's, that, that's the, um, the goal now. And then, then we'll relaunch the, the technology to, to, to support it. So that's part of that kind of failing yeah. fast. Um, but you know, failure failure often you know gets a bad rap, right? But oh. you know, and I think on our world, uh, failure uh, means that you are moving forward, right? right? So uh, some of the failure and their air quotes um, that no one's going to be able to see me make uh, some of that failure in the in the in building the app really isn't a failure is it no I definitely don't you know I don't legitimately see it as a failure I, I, it's just incredible learning right um, we we think we know it all and um, you know especially as, a, as the user like this was my problem that I was experiencing so I made the assumption that I knew how to fix it but I didn't you know, and that was that was um, a lot of learning for, for Kate and I, um, and you know we had to trust our we have to trust our user too. It's it's sort of um, you know building a relationship with her and understanding that that her problems are similar but maybe not exactly the same, and serving them you know in the ways that they need it. So yeah, it was I I love I tell you what like I feel so proud, like even if Jane failed tomorrow, I would feel so like awesome and empowered to say like, I, you know, we did this and we tried it and we put like all this money behind it and all this, all this focus and all this research. And we got to know, you know, thousands of women and you know, it didn't work, but I learned so much from it, you know, and I'm going to, I know for a fact that if we fail tomorrow, I'm going to be in your office the very next day with another idea. You know, it's just almost addicting in a way. Well, I, I, I can say with a high degree of certainty that Jane is not going to be failing anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, you're not that far removed from the accelerator, right. uh, and you have already uh, gotten response from, from women across the country. Yeah. And, that's, and, and, and that response is growing almost on a daily basis. Yeah. Do you know who retweeted us yesterday? No. Who? Leslie Nopes. Whoa. And you know who retweeted us two days prior to that? Elon Musk. Stop it. There you no go. joke. Woo. Yep. So we have a celebrity in the room. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> wow. It was just were... a retweet. It was a retweet. But That's we were pretty I mean, those little, those little victories, you know, we do little happy dances. And those are major victories. Say, okay, we're getting there. Just, so. you know, and this is the first time hearing about this. So here's a little bit of coaching uh, for, for you, okay. right? You don't bury the lead with, a, with an investor. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You want uh, to make sure that you get the investor's greed gene excited right. as, as quickly and right. as effectively as you can. Yeah, I should have led with that. I think you should. Sorry. Have. Yeah. See, I'm still yeah. learning. There's always something more to learn. I'm still learning. It was Valentine's Day. Well, you have to capitalize. Which is on that. the holiday for Goji and Goers. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I, I did not know that. I learned something new today. Yeah. 
You should okay. go back and read the piece we published on Valentine's Day. I, 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 I am. I miss that one. I have been following, though. That's good. And, 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 and kidding aside, I mean, you, the, uh, much of the advice that you give is just great advice for, for any traveler or any professional. Uh, and these are not all circumstances that are unique to women, which I, right. you know, which I find you know, fascinating. But uh, what, what uh, we were actually talking about before uh, the recordings, I mean, began is um, how even in this age there really have not been that many products or solutions that from front to back were built for women mm-hmm. so um, you've 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 got a plan here to disrupt um, how we look at the way that that, 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 that women are mobile right you want to touch on that a little bit sure. Um, so one of the things that is, uh, you know, fairly obvious now to us is that, um, and I think, you know, as the, the female driven economy is, is getting more and more, um, play and credibility and, and momentum is that women have for centuries adjusted to the, um, the systems that were put in place by men. And I'm not ascribing any kind of, um, you know, villainy to that. I'm just saying that, you know, from healthcare to education to travel, these were systems that were built by men. And, and here, we, you know, we've come and now we are, you know, given opportunities and we are upwardly mobile and we are giving to, to our careers more than we ever have before. And now we're saying, wait a minute, that doesn't necessarily work for me. And so one of the things Kate and I are doing is um, we're putting together, uh, we don't have really a name for it yet, but like a trek, basically a knowledge trek where, from the minute a woman understands that she has to travel for business and you know makes that first Google search for a flight or however she does it to the couple of minutes after she gets home from that trip, all of the micro moments in there where she interacts with technology and other people and systems that are in place to book, execute, and come home from that trip, are there opportunities in there to re-engineer that in a way that works for women? Something as simple as, I was working with a woman the other day, she's four foot 11, right? She's like 90 pounds soaking wet. Like watching her try to open the doors at the airport, the ones that aren't automatic, right? She, I mean, she's throwing her whole weight behind them. Or, you know, my sister, Kate, loves to wear really high heels, right? I, I love, it's hilarious traveling with her because she gets them stuck in the, the slats of the escalator every time Aww. we're going up, you know? And she's like, son of a, <laughs> you know, like as she's you know jam- trying to get her heel out, um, to I mean something something as significant as you know we have like our feminine hygiene issues, right? Yeah. Trying to navigate that in an airport bathroom, there's no room, right? Like you can't you have to do stuff, and you, there's no you you just can't. You can't see me on a podcast, but I'm throwing my elbows around. <laughs> there's no way. There's not enough space to in like here. dig, yeah. you know. So. Um, you know, obviously, like our, our needs weren't taken in, in, into account, and so um, we'd like to be able to articulate how the business travel industry can start thinking about our needs um, from a physical plant perspective, um, and a technology perspective, and a you know design flow perspective, so that it works as well for us as it does for the men that it was originally designed for. And we have 
Um, we're really lucky to have on our um, advisory board Christina Casotis, who's the CEO of the Allegheny Airport Authority in Pittsburgh International Airport, and she, you know, believes fiercely in um, the potential that that Jane has, and our potential, and our ability to change things uh, for the better, and you know, make 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 things more accessible for the female business traveler. So, um, you know, we're confident that we will be able to affect some change um, in, in in various ways moving forward. So, and I actually have a question about that. You just mentioned working with or having uh, Christine from the Airport Authority on your board and talking a little bit about these issues that go beyond just the traveler initially. So have you started exploring partnerships or even conversations with groups here locally or even nationally that will help elevate this conversation and then also elevate Jane in the future? Uh, And I'm thinking a little bit about, you know, we met initially last year during Inclusive Innovation Week and at a panel for women founders. And... A lot of great ideas were shared there, so I'm curious if that has really grown since then. Right. Um, you know, Pam, I, I think that's probably that's definitely a place where we could we could be doing a lot more work, and I, I will chalk it up primarily to, to my own bandwidth. Um, you know, and I also I think suffer from you know wanting to make sure that our um, outward demonstrations of where we are and are in a good place. So that when I call up, let's say the Female Founders Network, and say this is who we are, you know, I want to look the right way. Um, and I think that's not necessarily the best the best move, you know. So we could probably be making a lot more um, advances with, with other groups. <clears throat> that being said, you know, we, we have decided to pursue partnerships with other brands that the female business traveler would, um, you know, we think would be good for her. So, you know, we have two, two brands on our website right now, and then we're announcing another one on Monday. And these are brands and, you know, technologies that, you know, we really like, we've used and we understand and we think they have something to offer our, our readers. So we are going that in that direction. So, yes, it's it, and, and these brands have much larger followings than we do. So, you know, the hope is that we can start to bridge, you know, our followers to theirs and help each other. Um, and they all happen to be, you know, very you know female forward um, brands and, um, you know, very... Um, agile in terms of how they use technology too. So um, I'm I'm excited about that. But yes, there's a there's a whole other opportunity um, for leveraging brands like the Elevate Network or um, um, like Women 2.0, the news you know the newsletter that that kind of thing. Um, but I think that gets at like something I was talking to Jeff about earlier is really being able to nail our message about what the problem is and how we're part of the solution. And you know we're still we're still working on that. So there, uh, you, you mentioned the word opportunity, and I, and, and, and I think that um, right now your focus is um, on kind of identifying exactly what the right um, form is of your solution mm-hmm. uh, to a problem that is, you know, that is, that is acute. Uh, but once you've kind of gotten beyond that, uh, there are others... Uh, that would find your data and your solution uh, quite interesting and could be a solution to problems that they have, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that the kinds of ground-level insights we have on the female business traveler, of, you know, of which there are 20 million in this country alone, is very valuable to, to you know, to other, other brands, 
you know, big technology aggregators, you know, that that's something that we know we do well. Um, and we can always fall back on that. But we, you know, we, we need to continue to grow that community and keep talking to them. I think that's one thing that one of the things that Jane does well compared to other startups at our, you know, our age. We know a lot about our consumer because we've talked to so many of them. Um, and it's all original research, too. So that's, um, you know, that's a selling point for us as well. I would imagine that uh, an airline might be interested in working with you. That's our hope. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hate airlines For out example. there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll tag a few when we tweet this out. Yes, that'd be great. Well, what, yeah. you, what, what would what uh, uh, what would uh, be some of the things that uh, that that your followers uh, would like to see change? Um, so I think content number one. You know, we were we were talking about just the other day. You know, a lot of the um, the like the business travel collateral you see for hotel brands and airline brands it's it's so male dominated i mean they're not even i mean all you have to do is like put a woman in a suit on the front page and you don't you don't even see that like it's like they're not even trying which i just can't figure out why um so you know but look as a female business traveler if i i mean right now airlines by and large you know flights are about the same cost i might save like 20 to 40 bucks on a flight between Southwest and JetBlue and American, whatever. Like, you know, I have, and I have my, my frequent flyer accounts all over the place. But if, if I knew, if there was, like if JetBlue said, we, are, we love the female business traveler and we're gonna give her content just for her because we know that it's different for you, I would be loyal to that so fast because they're the, you know, they would, that, that's a point of differentiation for them. I don't see any other airlines or hotels saying to me, you're a female business traveler and we think that you have unique needs and here's what we're doing to address them. And just because you make a hotel room pink and give it a crystal chandelier and put me near an elevator does not mean that you're catering to my needs. Because that's, that's what happened a couple of years ago. Oh, you know, we love the female business traveler. Here's a pink hotel room. This is not helping me address my productivity and my business goals and my level of comfort either. So, you know, there are superficial things that brands have done. But for another brand, a big brand, to put their you know, stake in the ground and say, let's talk. You know, we want to listen to what we can do to help you. Um, that would, I think that would engender an incredible amount of loyalty with, with me, but also with our users. So you um, have been quite successful in building uh, a team, uh, support network of advisors, uh, now board members, uh, how did you go about identifying how to fill out the members of the team? <clears throat> so we're not, you know, we're not full yet. I think we still need, um, we're, we're close, we're close um, to, I think, being where, where we want to be. Um, I just, I know what I know and Kate knows what she knows, but we, 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 we knew where our gaps were, right? We knew we had to find someone who... Um, you know, had, had bigger influence and a bigger network than we did. We knew we needed to find someone who could speak the technical language that we couldn't. <clears throat> and we knew we needed someone who could do product. So, we, you know, Kate and I did brand and, and category development and sales, but we needed, we needed product. And so, <clears throat> and then, um, you know, we also felt that we needed someone who'd, who'd been there before, you know, many times before, so like a seasoned entrepreneur too. And so those, those four things are basically what, what we found. We have four individuals now who... You know, fill those roles um, either formally or informally for us. Who I you know, I know when I pick up the phone, I can call. Um, but you know, how did I get them? I, I just got to a point where 
you know, I, I don't know if you remember, like, when, when, when Obama, in his last hundred days, you know, everyone was joking about how he was out of Fs to give, you know? Like, I just reached a point where I, I'm, I'm going to ask anyone and everyone for help. Like, I'm out of, I'm out of Fs to give. I'm out of time. You know, at any given moment, I could be out of money. Um, and the speed at which we go depends at this point, I think, solely on me and my ability to not be afraid of asking for help. So... By and large, when you ask for help, people people want to help, you know? And the worst they can say is no, and then you're exactly where you were anyway. So um, I asked all these people, and, you know, I did it like like biting my fingernails, like, will you help me, you know? And Christina's a great example. You know, she said to me, that took a lot of balls for you to, for you to ask me that. You know? mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you know, and she said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to help you, you know? And um, we were really, you know, obviously excited about that. And and so, you know, when, when that worked, I just said, okay, I'm just going to keep trying. And so we did, and, um, I, you know, we've got a nice team now. Um, so, yeah, well, just asking for it. I think it's a good lesson for, for all entrepreneurs to, uh, to learn and then to reinforce and remind themselves of. And also think you're being a little bit humble here. You're, you, know, you, you know, one of your advisors is, she's one of, what, four yeah, women four who are five, yeah. running um, airports in North America right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so uh, you must be doing more than just a little right. Yeah. Well, it's hel- you know, it's helpful. You know, the, the, the Technology Council here in Pittsburgh is a great resource also. And, um, you know, their uh, executive director is, is, is like is a connector the way that you guys are, you know, and she you can tell she just really wants entrepreneurs to do well. And she's you know, she plays that role. And so she you know, she provided some some ideas and connections for us too mm-hmm. to get us to Christina. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's all working in tandem all these all these connectors that Pittsburgh has. So yeah, but you still have to close. Yeah, we did. We did. All right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> we closed that. <laughs> so speaking of closing. <laughs> so one, you know, final question for you, Ellen. Uh, is there any advice that you'd want to give? to you know budding entrepreneurs who are just getting ready to jump into the space or maybe have been in the space for a little while but really looking for a little bit of advice from someone who's been successful right um you know i'd say i'm successful for like doing it right we're doing it well time will tell right it's more than a lot of others yeah i mean my first my first bit of advice is Definitely do this before you have children, um, because I have I have three children and it's it is it is a challenge, right? But I know that's not realistic for a lot of people. It certainly wasn't for me. I didn't have the courage enough to do it until I had kids. Um, so you know, joking aside, um, I I actually think that parents who are entrepreneurs are some of the most decisive people in in the, the space because we don't have time and so we don't waste time and so we're always just just cranking at a level you know like I was talking to the the gals from Flexible the other day we were laughing about the fact that you know we hadn't had lunch in weeks because there's just no time right we have to get in and do it and get out because we have to be home by 2 30 or 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock whenever the kids get off the bus so you know it really um, helps you to be really efficient Um, but then I think you know, what we didn't do at the beginning that I wish we had was, was really work hard on that very true and simple articulation of the problem and solution statements. So I think, you know, that would be a good piece of advice. And then the third one would, you know, which I already mentioned is like, get to the point where you have nothing to lose. Like just, just get out there and start asking and stop, you know, being embarrassed about it and just be out of, you know, 
out of options, basically. And that, I think that makes you a faster and a better entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Any, any final thoughts, any piece of advice you want to give to our audience? First is, if you're listening, I think it would be uh, uh, one for you for the focus on many of the, uh, the things that, uh, that Alan shared today. It doesn't matter whether you're a first-time entrepreneur or a serial one. There's always something to learn. Uh, but there's definitely truth in uh, getting to that point where uh, you are not waiting for somebody else um, to, to solve a problem. Uh, you have to get out there and, and do it yourself. Um, you can't be afraid to ask for um, assistance or demand it, and uh, those are those are skills that uh, that I think serve all of us well. Uh, second uh, is that uh, you should uh, continue to listen to our podcast. Uh, this is the uh, inaugural podcast, and there are going to be many to follow, and uh, hopefully. Uh, um, Jen and Pam will find someone who's uh, more skilled than me at uh, being behind the microphone. <laughs> That's why we had Ellen on. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Yes. That was cool. That was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both. This was a really awesome conversation, and um, I'm really excited for the next one, and I'm excited for everyone to hear this. Oh, I have one other thing. Okay. Um, follow Go Jane Go. Right. GoJango.co and at GoJango app on Twitter and Instagram. And men, you could learn a lot. Uh, so uh, I highly suggest that you check it out. Right. Thank you for that. Great. Thank Thanks you guys so much us. for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, Jen, wasn't that a great first episode? That was awesome. I, I know. I think Ellen just provided us with so much really valuable information and there were so many really interesting nuggets that she shared about the development of GoJingo and really where they're hoping to take it in the future. I'm I'm just so excited to see where they go next. You know, for the for the listeners out there, I really wanted to point out one particular piece of information that Ellen provided that I thought was incredibly valuable and and really very insightful, something I, I hadn't thought of before. And that really was the along the lines of that women have long adjusted to the systems put in place in our society. Everything from healthcare to transit and the workforce. And it, it's, it's something that we really need to consider as how can we re-engineer these processes and these structures that are in place. And GoJango is, is really trying to do that through business travel, you know, especially the booking of hotels and your flights and all the other little details that come into play when you're traveling. And how can we as a society and GoJango leading that effort really fix that process so it's more adaptable and accessible to all who are out there? So just some food for thought going forward for everyone. But with that, we want to thank all of you for joining in and listening for this pilot episode of Caffeinated Innovation. We had a great time and hope you enjoyed listening. Until next time, listeners, enjoy that caffeine as you innovate something great. Pam and Jen signing off. Caffeinated Innovation is a product of Innovation Works Inc., a Ben Franklin technology partner. Our theme music is by a startable Pittsburgh alum, Ethan Ziegler, and it's called Bring the Soul. For more episodes, you can find us at innovationworks.org slash caffeinatedinnovation.